0: Shanna Mitrasham Varunaha Shanna Bhavatvaryama Shanna Indra Namaste Vayo Tvameva Tvameva Pratyaksham Brahmavadishyami Ruta'am Vadishyami Vadishyami Tanvamavadu Tadvaktaramavadu Avatumam Avatuvaktaram शान्ते 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 ओम सहना Shant, a shant, um, yes, chandu, some rush of amrutasya deva dharana bho ya sam shariram me vicharshanam jihva me madhumattvam karna mbham bhure vishvav brahman kosho simedhaya shrutam me gopaya Shanteshanteshanthi Om Aham Rakshasya Reriva Kirtev Prasthangireriva Urdhapavitrava Jini Vasvamruta Masme Dravinagam Itetreshankarvedanovachanam um anyway, um well Om Shanteshanteshanti is Om Puranamadav Puranamidam Puranad Puranamudachyade Puranasya Puranamadaya Puranameva Vashashyade Om Shanti Shanti, Shanti. Shruti Smridi Purana Nam Alayam Karunalayam Namami Bhagavat Pada Shankaram loka Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Vadarayanam Sutra bhashya krutao vande bhagavantao puna punaha ishvaro guru rat mede murti vedavibhagine vyoma vadvyapta de hai murta ye namaha akhandam satchidhanandam Akhandam satchidanandam Avang manasa gocharam मनसंगोचरं manasa gocharam Atmanam akhila आश्रये भीष्टसिद्धये akhila Artha Top Yadvayanandan Atita Dvaita bhanta, Atita Dvaita Bhanada Guru Naradje Vedanta Guru Naradje Vedanta Saram Vakshye Yathamadi Saram Vakshye Yathamadi We are discussing the sukshma-shariram, the subtle body. And there <coughs> it was said that the subtle body consists of three koshas, another way of looking at as we said yesterday our personality. We can look upon our personality, not understand ourselves. This is an inquiry into ourselves, and inquiry into every aspect of myself, In- into what makes up my personality. We may say that our personality is made up of the three states, the waking, dream, and deep sleep. We can say our personality is made up of the three bodies, the gross, subtle, and the causal bodies. Or we can say that our personality is made up of the five koshas, the five sheets, annamaya, pranamaya, manumaya, vijnanamaya, anandamaya. These are not different from the each other. But this is a different way of looking at and analyzing our own personality, understanding our own personality. <coughs> so what is said to be gross body also is annamaya kosha. What is the causal body is also known as the sushupti. And what is subtle body is these three middle koshas, Anandamaya kosha is the susukti and the middle three koshas are the... Subtle body is the vijnanamaya, manamaya, and pranamaya kosha. Vijnanamaya, the intellect sheath. Meaning, when the self identifies with the intellect, then he becomes the knower. So, vijnana means knowledge. So, knowledge is a primary function of the intellect. And therefore, on identification with the intellect, there arises the notion, I am the knower. Subsequently, I am the doer. Subsequently, I am the enjoyer. And so that which is abode of all these notions, which is what we call ego, the ahankara, which is nothing but a bunch of all these notions or conclusions or complexes, that is the vijnanamaya kosha. And all these koshas or the sheets are nothing but different kinds of notions, that's all. Really speaking, the ahankara or the I notion has been divided, let us say, into five categories. The ahankara is the notion of individuality or the ego that arises on account of the identification with matter. And therefore, a whole set of notions arises in me on account of identification with this gross body. As you said, uh, namely, I am a human being, I am a man, I am a woman, tall, short, whatever. So father, mother, all these notions which arise on account of identification with the human, I mean, the, with the gross body, all these notions are called anandamaya kosha. Neither the gross body is a sheet which can cover the self, nor the self is a sheet. What is a sheet? The notion. I am the body. So this whole group of notions arising from this one notion, I am the body, is called anandamaya kosha. kosha. Another set of notions about the ahankara, which is called ahankara, the ego arises, on account of identification with what we call prana or the vital force. So whatever are the functions of the vital force are taken to be the functions of I. So there is hunger, thirst, yawning, opening and closing of the eyes, vomiting, all kinds of things happen on account of the vital force, on account of the functioning of the vital forces. And identification with all those functions and claiming myself to be hungry, thirsty, opening the eyes, closing the eyes, and whatever, all of these would be categorized as pranamaya kosha. Even the organs of action are also included in the pranamaya kosha. So identification with organs of action creates the notion I am the doer. So I am the doer is a notion that arises on account of identification with organs of action. I am the knower as a notion arises on account of identification with the organs of perception. So, we should know this. Because, what is the source of these various notions? How identification with the organs of perception? Because the organs of perception have the function of knowing. And therefore, identification with them creates the notion, I am the knower. The organs of action perform the actions. So, identification with them creates the notion, I am the doer. It is a mind that experiences pleasure and pain. And therefore, identification with the mind gives rise to the notion, I am happy, I am unhappy. So it will be a nice exercise to sit and contemplate or or, or or introspect upon the various thoughts arising in my own mind. Various notions arising in my own mind. And spot them without worrying about them. A good, like children, you know, they identify cars, you know, which, which is the next car coming. Similarly, we can identify our ego notions. What is, what is the source of this? Oh, this is from identification with body. I think that I'm father, I'm mother, I'm tall, I'm short, I'm handsome, I'm this. I realize this is the, the notion arising from identification with body. I'm happy, unhappy, sad notion arising from identification with mind. I did it. I did not do it. I am successful. I am failure. I am such and such. Notions arising from identification with intellect. I am absorbed. I am in absorption. You know, that is is called the anandamaya kosha. The samadhi. Or the absorption. Self absorption. There is self forgetfulness. And there is an experience of joy. That is called anandamaya kosha. In fact, in anandamaya kosha, there is self forgetfulness. In Anandamaya Kosha, there is a self-forgetfulness, that I forget myself. It's an experience, which everybody seeks, and which is fine for what it is, except that that experience should be understood, that that experience also is to be understood, then it becomes knowledge. That experience, when understood, then reveals certain things. That what is it in which I was absorbed? That the extreme joy that I experienced, where did it come from? It comes from the very self. So I am the happiness. Not that I am the enjoyer of happiness. I am the happiness. So you have to be happy also in order to know that you are happiness. You can't be a sad person and hope to know you are Brahman or, or you are happiness. In, regardless of how much you contemplate and how much we make, you know, if there is an inner sadness in there, it just prevents me from seeing the fact that I am happy. If there is a tremendous sense of bondage and helplessness within myself, it is difficult for me to, say, to see the fact that I am free. That's the reason why relative happiness, relative freedom, all of these we have to cultivate within our own self. And that was all what was discussed in what we call the sadhana chatoshtya sampattihi, meaning these four-fold qualifications, particularly samadhi shatka sampattihi, the inner wealth called shama, dhamma. all of that wealth is required. Then I have relatively discovered happiness from myself relatively discovered a freedom from myself, and then I can see the fact that happiness I am. You, just by thinking, you can't see that you are free. You really have to be free to see that you are free. You have to be happy to see that you are happy. You can't just see it, you know. You can't create happiness. You cannot create freedom. You try to visualize happiness, that's a denial of it. Try to visualize freedom, it's a denial try to visualize silence you know then there is an effort to visualize silence that itself breaks the silence the thing is therefore the happiness has to be there the freedom has to be there the silence has to be there and that is what we call a mind which is then when the scriptures analyze and, and make then we can see that this silence or freedom or that happiness I am so experience of happiness or experience of silence or experience of freedom will be called anandamaya kosha and knowledge of silence, a knowledge of freedom, a knowledge of happiness will be called the knowledge of the self. There is a very slight difference between the two, but uh, it is not that the experience is not required. In, in the sense that we have to see within ourselves that happiness is arising from within, and not from without. That fact has to be seen. That I find myself happy for no reason at all, that's experience. I find myself free for no reason at all, that's experience. Then you understand that experience that, that happiness or freedom, I (coughs) am. So these various notions which we call ego or the ahankara alone are analyzed and are analyzed and categorized in the five categories which are called kosha or the sheath. Just as the sheath effectively conceals what is below it or behind it or under it like a scabbard effectively concealing a sword and so also these notions effectively conceal the true nature of the self. Just as a notion, this is a snake, conceals the rope. Nothing else conceals the rope. A rope is right in front of us. I don't see it, because there is a notion. This is a snake. We must know that it is that notion that conceals the rope, nothing else. Similarly, what can conceal the self? Just a notion, I am the ego. Like a small patch of cloud conceals the sun. That is thousands of miles in diameter. It does not conceal the sun. All it does is it obstructs our vision. And so also the ego does not conceal the self. It just obstructs my vision. That's all it is. So we have to understand that ego very well. This is why we are having all these long discussions about our prana and apana and these and that and you know the different modes of mind. Why? Why don't you so many talk only about atma? But we have to understand ourselves fully. Understand ourselves as we know ourselves to decide. How to understand what is non-self and what is self. When we realize that it is intellect that is the knower, then I realize that I am not the knower. When I realize that it is the intellect that is the doer, then I realize that I am not the doer. So we should know who does what. Clearly. And then That superimposition which is there at the moment thinking that i am doing i am thinking i am the knower as you understand the nature of intellect the nature of the mind etc then we realize that all this doership knowership it belongs there doesn't belong to the self that in spite of doing the self is not doing that things are happening there is no doership or knowership in the self in the presence of the self the intellect does in the presence of the self the intellect knows. In the presence of the self, the mind feels. In the presence of the self, the prana acts. So, all of this is going on in the presence of the self. I am of the nature of presence. Awareful presence. Presence which is no boundary at all. It's a boundless, awareful presence, that's what I am. Sometimes that presence is called silence. That silence alone is called freedom, that alone is called happiness. So that presence, silence, happiness, freedom, awareness, which is without any bounds, that's what I am. And In my presence, these things happen. This is a fact that we have to see. We have to discriminate between the self and the non-self. And therefore, it is necessary to clearly understand what is non-self. What is it that the non-self does? So that we can place those things in the accounts of the non-self. See, so in accounting you must make sure that things are assigned to the proper accounts. Otherwise you confuse. If what belongs to one fellow is a, you know, is, a, is accounted in somebody else's account, then that fellow gets the money and this fellow doesn't. How, what a confusion is created. In our life also is this kind of a confusion. What belongs to the account of non-self is all accounted to the self. And what belongs to the self is accounted to the non-self. And there were a tremendous amount of nothings. You see the accounting people and at the end of the day when they try to match both the sides nothing matches. Because there has been all kinds of mix-up. Similarly in our life also nothing makes sense. Nothing matches because there is a tremendous mix-up between the self and the non-self. Therefore it is necessary to clearly understand the non-self also. Non-self is called five koshas or five sheaths non-self is called the three bodies the gross subtle and causal or annamaya pranamaya manumaya vijnanamaya anandamaya this is the way of the Vedantic model of understanding the non-self which at the moment is the self and so uh, this is a beautiful model scientific also it is uh, very true to what the science reveals at the same time It it provides a very good method of of dwelling or contemplating. (coughs) Then yesterday we discussed the so-called pranamaya kosha, the kosha consisting of the vital air. It was said that the pranas are five, prana, apana, vyana, udana, and savana. Prana is the breath that is moving upward, you might say respiratory system. Apana is the breast that is moving downward, the excretion system. Vyana is, so the place of the prana is somewhere in the upper region here, between the eyes and the nose, or in the tip of the nose, as this author says. The place of the apana is in the lowest region, in the region of the anus, the etc. And Vyana is a circulation system, the place of Vyana is, Vyana is throughout the body. Then Udana is the system of rejection or reaction or departure and it is said that the udana vayu in the place of udana vayu the seat is in the throat and it becomes particularly active at the time of departure from this body but it also becomes active on such occasions as vomiting etc. whenever body reacts it is said that udana vayu becomes active at that time and finally samana vayu the role of samana vayu is samana means equality to equalize everything So whatever food, etc., has been eaten, it all is equalized, is transformed into rasa, into the essence, and into the different other aspects, you know, like blood and whatever. And that's how saman vayu is a digestion system. So these are the systems that are recognized. There could be more or less of what it is. It's immaterial. But the point is that these are the systems. That's how we understand our own system properly. And some people say that there are five other vayus, Naga, Kurma, Krukala, Devadatta, Dhanja, you can add any number. There are 49 vayus, some people say, in our body, and that's why the Ayurveda recognizes many different kinds of vayus, movements of the air in our body, and they associate different physiological phenomena with reference to certain movements of the air. But anyway, regardless of the five are the main prana, and you can include the others also in that same category. Okay, then now we go to page 52, okay. passage 87. So, what is it that is made of? This this pranamaya kosha is made up of what? Etata <laughs> pranadipanchakam. Aakasha adi gata, rajomse biha, milite biha, utpadhyate. So we were told that the organs of action have originated from the individual rajas aspect of the five elements. And what we call the prana or the vital air has originated from the combined religious aspect of the five elements. In Tattvavada, this chart was there. In the text Tattvavada, this chart has been given. How from the, yesterday we discussed, how from the Akasha Vayu, these elements, from the religious aspect, we have the organs of action. From the religious aspect of the element Akasha, the organs of speech. From rajas aspect the element vayu, the, the organ, hand or the arms. From rajas aspect the element fire, the legs. From rajas aspect the element water, the organ of reproduction. The rajas aspect the element earth, the organ of excretion. So these are the individual rajas aspect give rise to these five organs of action. And the combined rajas aspect gives rise to what we call the prana. Prana means vital air. Because this vital air is involved in every organ of action. Just as the organs of perception were said to be composed of the individual sattva aspect and the mind of the antahakranam from the combined sattva aspect because the mind is involved with every sense organ. So also the pranas are involved behind every organ of action. It is prana that provides really the energy and the strength and the ability for all the organs of action to function. So it is said that the prana is made of the combined religious aspect of all the five elements. Okay. Then continuing. Idam prana di panchakam karma indriyay sahitam. Karmaandriya Sahitam sata Pranamaya Kosha Bhavati Kosho Shahati Asya Kriyat Magatva rajom Shakaryatvam Shakavatiwam Pranadi Panchikam this panchakam, meaning group of five. This whole group of five consisting of prana, etc. So this group of five vital airs, karmendriyehi sahitam, along with the organs of action, pranamaya kosho bhavari, that is called pranamaya kosha, hai, meaning the vital air sheet, if you want to say. So vital air sheath consists of the vital air plus the organs of action. Why do we have to understand this? Because a whole bunch of notions arise on account of identification with this vital air, asya <clears> kriyatmakatvena. <throat> this pranamaya kosha is kriyatmak of the nature of action, because it involves organs of action, it involves all the physiological functions, and therefore, since it is of the nature of action, rajom shakaryatum. Therefore, we say that it must be the it must be created from, or it must be uh, it must have evolved from. The rajas aspect. rajas means activity. Sattva means knowledge. Therefore, all the instruments of knowledge were born from the sattva aspect of the element. And rajas means action. So all the instruments of action are born from the rajas aspect of the five elements. Then, now the three koshas are discussed. Vijnanamaya, Manomaya and Pranamaya. So, among these three koshas also, there is a certain vivaastā or a certain arrangement or order that is being so- shown in the next passage. Eteshu Kosheshu Vijnanamaya Jnana करत्र रूप है, मनो मैं है, इच्छा शक्तिमान, करण रूप है, प्राण मैं है, क्रिया शक्तिमान, कार्य रूप है, योग्यत्वात, एवं एते शाम विभागः इति वर्णयन्ते एतत कोशत्रयम् मिलितं मिलितं सद सूक्ष्म शरीरं इति उच्चते एतेषु मध्ये among these three koshas, the Vijnanamaya, Manomaya and the Pranamaya, the intellect sheath, the mental sheath and the vital air sheath, in, uh, in these three koshas, these three sheets, what are the individual characteristics of each of them? Vijnanamaya, hai, Jnana Shaktiman, Kartru hai. The Vijnanamaya kosha, the intellect sheath, is Jnana Shaktiman, primarily possessed of the power of knowledge. So we have within our personality primarily three kinds of power. The power to know, the power to desire, and the power to act. These three powers we have. So power to know, where does it belong? It belongs to the intellect, to what is known as vijnanamaya or the intellect sheath. So he said vijnanamaya jnana shaktiman. This vijnanamaya kosha is jnana shaktiman, possessed of the power of knowledge kartra and that is where also the doership is. The Kartratvam, or the doership, also belongs to the intellect, or the vijnanamaya kosha. The ahankara also belongs to that. The ego, the sense of individuality, also is in the intellect, assertion. And also the sense of doership, all of this knowership, all of that belongs to the vijnanamaya kosha, or to the intellect sheet. <coughs> Manu mehaha What is manaha? What is mind? Mind are the various feelings and various emotions. Like kamaha desire, sankalpaha resolve, Vichakitsa, doubt, shraddha faith, ashraddha lack of faith, Shrihi, modesty, dihi in knowledge, Annoying. vihi fear, so all of these are said to be the different modes of mind. So what we call manaha or mind consists of all these various thoughts. Of all of them, the ichha, the desire is predominant. Mind does many things other than desiring. Mind feels also. Mind, uh, so uh, mind reacts also. Mind is charitable. Mind is kind. But of all these thoughts in the mind. The ichcha, or the desire, is the predominant thought. So it is said that manomaya icha So the manomaya, hai, the mental sheath, is icha shaktiman, possessed of the power of desire. Karana So within our own personality, now kartara rupaha, rupa and karya rupa Sometimes we find that in our own mind there are two parts, you know. One part of the mind, watching another part of mind, have you experienced this? That one part of the mind is telling something to the other part of the mind. One part of the mind is directing other part of mind to do something. We find that our mind has more than one aspects. In fact, three aspects are described here. Kartar-rupa hai, that vijnanamaya kosha hai, or that intellect is. Intellect is primarily of the nature of karta, or the doer. In this manomaya kosha, the mental siddhis is of the nature of karana or the instrument. So who does all the chores? All the chores are done by the manomaya kosha. So it is a mind that goes out to the sense objects and gains, you know, the perception and everything else. It is mind that performs the various tasks in accordance with the desire or in in accordance with the, the direction of the intellect. So, intellect is the directing faculty, is the faculty, kartrupa that the doership is, and the mind is that which mind, what we call manomaya, is that which fulfills all the needs of the intellect. And so, karana, karana means instrument. So, within ourselves, there is a, there is a karta, or the doer, or the ahankara, or the eye, and within our own selves also, there is an instrument. That is, which performs the various tasks. Therefore, understand, our mind also therefore has two primary faculties. One primary faculty is the sense of ego, the iness, sense of individuality, the doership, knowership, and second is karana, meaning it performs the various tasks. So that manumaya is karana rupa of the nature of instrument. <coughs> pranamaya, kriya shaktiman, karya The third sheath included in the subtle body is pranamaya, kosha, hai, the vital air sheath. Kriya shaktiman and the power to act belongs to the vital air sheath, belongs to the prana and the sense organs of action. Karya rupaya, and it is of nature of karya, or the effect or the product. <coughs> so, karta, karana, karya, the doer the instrument and the product so pranamaya is of the nature is karyarupah <clears throat> how did you arrive at this kind of a division yogyatvadeva yogyatva devam, etesam vibhagah iti varnayanti they say that uh, the wise people say, or the thinkers say, that this vibhag or the division has been given here yogyatvat, on account of their respective functions. So these names are given according to their functions. So the intellect primarily performs the function of directing the mind. Primarily performs the function of being an instrument, and the prana primarily performs rotates the role of uh, the product. Therefore, this kind of designations are given to them. <coughs> Edat kosatrayam sat sukshma-sariram, the And this Koshatram, these three kosha, the three sheets, the vijnanamaya, manomaya and anandamaya. sat that combined, is called sukshma-sariram, is called the subtle body. So, subtle body is three sheets, vijnanamaya, manamaya, and pranamaya. <coughs> So in this we should know that there is a subtle body. That's all we are saying. That there is an entity called subtle body which is separate from the gross body. When the birth takes place, we say that it is a subtle body that has entered a gross body, then alone the gross body can be alive. The gross can body can be alive only when there is the presence of the subtle body within itself. And when does the fetus become alive? whenever the subtle body enters there therefore different theories are there some people believe that the fetus becomes alive after four months or something like that so different research is going on but according to the Vedic literature the fetus is alive from the day one you know and therefore if there is things like abortion etc it is in fact uh, it amounts to uh, destroying a life in that sense but anyway that's immaterial the point is that the gross body is alive only when there is a subtle body in it. And at the time of departure, a subtle body that departs. So who is Jiva? Jiva primarily is the subtle body. What we call Jiva, the transmigrating soul, is the subtle body with which the Chaitanyam or the self is identified. So the reflection of the self in the subtle body is what we call Jiva. So what transmigrates? what departs from this body is that jiva, the consciousness associated with subtle body and what enters the other body also is the same jiva, the consciousness associated with subtle body is what enters the gross body makes it live and livens it and when it departs then the gross body is dead. <coughs> now if you remember this method was followed earlier how the author showed us the oneness or so the identity between the individual and the aggregate and here also now we are shown how the how there is an identity between the individual and the aggregate so says here in the passage 19 atrape akhila सूक्ष्मे शरीरम एक बुद्धि विषय वनवते जलाशय अनेक बुद्धि विषयतया वृक्षवते here also, as it was said in the case of the causal body, or in the case of the Anandamaya Kosha, here also in case of the subtle body, akhila sukshva-shariram, what we call sukshva-shariram or subtle body is one actually. If the whole, if the sukshva-sharira or the subtle body is looked upon as one, Eka buddhi-vishayataya, if the chaitanya, of the consciousness simultaneously identifies with all the subtle bodies, then jala, Jalashayavadva, coming back to our original example of a forest having thousands of trees, and how when we rise to the height of maybe seven or eight miles in the air, and then when we see that whole group of trees, then how we say there is one forest. So when in one sweep we are able to see all the trees then we say there is forest, there is one. So we are able to see the oneness that obtains in all the trees when you really rise to that height or elevation. Ekabuddhi visayataya When all the trees become the visaya or the subject of ekabuddhi when all the trees become the subject of one perception or one sight in one sweep if all of them are seen how all the trees are called by us forest and similarly also if one can you know one sweep perceive or identify with all the subtle bodies then it will be one subtle body one total subtle body it's a matter of what we call the perception forest is a perception tree also is a perception nothing else so, when you perceive this group of trees from the elevation, then in one perception you see them all, you call it forest. I mean, when you, when you come to the ground level and perceive individual trees, then you perceive what we call the trees. So, same thing is perceived two ways. So, here we are told about two perceptions. How very one, the very same entity is perceived two ways, and that's how we come to two different conclusions. Either we call it trees, or we call it forest. Trees are many, because our perception only can encompass one tree at a time, and when our perception can encompass all the trees at a time, we call it forest. When viewed as one, then all the subtle bodies are one. And when viewed as many, then the subtle bodies are many. It's a matter of how we view it, that's all. (coughs) How we identify with it. If you choose to identify with one subtle body, well, then there are many. If you identify with all the subtle bodies simultaneously, then there is one. This is how, just as all those trees are called forest, or all the trees are, or the whole, you know, number of water pools are, is called one reservoir. When again, looked at from an elevation, and when you look at it from the ground level, then you see a number of small pools of water. And similar also here, number of subtle bodies or one subtle body. <coughs> then, the consciousness identified with the subtle body, it he gains a certain designation. What is that? That is said in the verse 91. Etada samasthipahitam chaitanyam सूत्र आत्मा हिरण्यगर्भ प्राणश्च इत्युचते सर्वत्र अनुस्युदत्व ज्ञान इच्छा क्रिया शक्तिमत the samasthiupahitam chaitanyam chaitanya the consciousness samasthiupahitam identified with the the aggregate of all the subtle bodies imagine the chaitanya the consciousness can do both when that consciousness is identified with all the subtle bodies in one sweep then sutra atma hirany garbha pranasca idi then it comes to be called sutra atma it comes to be called Hiranyagarbha, it comes to be called pranaha. different names it gets. It's called samasthi, or the totality. The self functioning through the totality of all the subtle bodies, which is a state that obtains in the time of creation. If you go back to our old discussion, at the beginning of creation, before the creation, there is a state of what we call dissolution, where the creation is in an unmanifest state called avyakta and the chaitanya, the consciousness identified with that, is called Ishvara. Then arises the first thought, and that first thought has the potential of all the thoughts, the totality of all the subtle bodies. That's what arises at the. That is the first thing that is created, and the consciousness functioning or identified with that is called Hiranyagarbha, Pranastha, Sutra Atma. Sutra means a thread. So that Chaitanya of the consciousness is called Sutra Atma because like a thread he passes through all the subtle bodies. Like a thread that passes through all the flowers and we have what we call a garland. And so also imagine all the subtle bodies of all the living beings like a garland. Like the flowers. And this consciousness of Chaitanya passing as a thread through all of them is the is called Sutra Atma. So one thread when identified with all the flowers you have a garland. The thread identified with one flower you have something. Thread identified with all the flowers you have garland. And similarly also when consciousness identified with all these subtle bodies. And understand that there are not only human beings in this creation there are all kinds of creatures. And at the time of, before the creation, all of them were in unmanifest state, in a state of grand sleep. All of them wake up, in the process of waking up. So when God wakes up, that's what we call creation. So in the waking up, first there is an identification with the subtle body. As we wake up, for example, when we are fast asleep, there is no identification either gross or the subtle body. There is only identification the causal body of the ignorance. And when you wake up, the first is identification of the subtle body. Therefore we pass through the state of what we call dream. And then comes the identification with the gross body. Then we wake up. So here also, when the totality wakes up, then there is first the dream state like, or the identification with the subtle body. And therefore, the unmanifest evolves into what we call the subtle state, where there is a potential of all the subtle bodies, the totality, that is called Sutratma or Hiranyagarbha. Sarvatra Anushyutatvat Sutra Atma That consciousness Or Chaitanya Or you can call it God It's called Sutra Atma Because He informs All the subtle bodies Like The thread informs All the flowers In a garland Gryana Shakti Mat Antah Hiranyagarbha is also called Hiranyagarbha Garbha means womb Hiranya means golden The golden womb You know So Sometimes they imagine that a golden womb has been created and from that the whole universe arises. Why is it golden? It is shining. So gold is that which is shining. And womb is that which is potentially there. So subtle bodies of the nature of thoughts and they were shining. So at that time you can say the shining being arises because in the dream also. What is the nature of our existence? Shining. Because dream is of the nature of only thoughts. And ever, the ayatma-self in the dream is called Tayasa, the shining being, and similarly also at the cosmic level, when the evolution is taking place, first is the the manifestation of all the subtle bodies, and that is subtle bodies are the nature of thought. Therefore, we say that shine they reflect the consciousness, so they are all shining. Therefore, they are called Hiranya, golden. So, golden womb, because there is a, in it is. The potential of the entire creation. So it is. So shining means the thought. Thought means intellect. So, Since at that time, there is a totality of the mind possessed of the power of knowledge. And knowledge is always compared to light and shining. Therefore, that consciousness associated with the totality of all the knowledge, totality of all the intellect, is called Then, pranaha. Kriya Shaktimat Adhidevata Pranaham. In that also there is the potential of all the activity. So there is Gnana Shakti, jnana-sakti, Shakti and Kriya Shakti. Again the consciousness identified with the totality of all the power of action is called Pranaham. <clears throat> Same entity gets these different designations depending upon how we look at it. Inasmuch as there is two. So Hiranyagarbha is the uh, abode. Of all the jnana, all the knowledge, all the ichcha desire, all the kriya, all the actions. gnana so shakti, kriya shakti and ichcha shakti. The totality of all the powers are there in what we call Hirinigarbha or the first one. He is also called the first firstborn. Prasamajaha. He is also called Brahma, the creator. So, in the Indian mythological literature, Brahma, the creator is described. First one, he himself is created. Day before yesterday, we told you the story of how the creation is described. The Lord Vishnu is in in the water of dissolution. The Lord Vishnu alone is there, reclining on the serpent bed. And at the time of creation, from his navel, a lotus arises. And in that lotus, we have the shining being called the creator or Brahman. So lotus arises from the navel. So Neva stands for the total creative power, that's where concentrated there, and therefore the Lotus stands again for the power of knowledge, Lotus stands for the purity and the knowledge and the creativity, and in that Lotus arises Brahma, Brahma is the creator, and this Brahma is then given the knowledge, and then Brahma is said to create the whole universe. So that Brahma is none other than, is is called also the firstborn, Prasamajaha. So, he is called Prasamvaj, first firstborn. He is called Brahma. All the different names are there. <coughs> so, Sarvasya Anusut Sivtatvat. He is called Sutraha, Gryana Shakti Matvata, He is called Hiranyagarbha. Aniccha Shakti Matvat. Gryana Iccha Shakti Matvat. Hiranyagarbha. Kriya Shakti Matvat. Therefore, this is the or the consciousness identified with the totality of all the subtle bodies. Now, describing that totality of all the subtle bodies, the passage 92 says Asya, Esha Samashti, Sthulaprapanchar, Apekshaya. Suksmatvada Sukshma Vignana Mayadi, Vijnana Mayati, Kosatrayam, Jagradwasana Mayatva, Swapnaha, Atahava, Stulaprapancha, Layasthanam. Iticha uchyade asya esha samashti. So, this asya esha samashti, this samashti, the totality of all the subtle bodies of this consciousness, Chaitanya, sthulap prapancha apaksha suksham utvat sariram. So, just as we have this gross body subtle body and causal body, the individual has, so also you imagine that God has the gross body, subtle body and the causal body. The gross body of God is what we call the cosmic being, the Virat, the totality of all the gross bodies. The subtle body of Lord is the totality of all the subtle bodies. The causal body of Lord God is the totality of all the causal, causal bodies or ignorance. So totality of ignorance is the causal body of God, which we earlier said to be Layasthanam, Anandamaya Kosha. And the totality of all the subtle bodies, the subtle body of Lord. It is called subtle. Why is it called subtle? Because it is subtle compared to the gross creation. What is gross? That which is perceptible to the senses and what is subtle that which is not perceptible to the senses so at this stage in the evolution still what is evolved is the totality of subtle bodies not perceptible to the senses therefore it's called sukshma shariram vijnanamaya vijnanamaya koshatrayam we can say that god also possesses the five koshas the annamaya pranamaya manoamaya, vijnanamaya anandamaya that the totality of all the ignorance was said to be anandamaya. And the subtle body, you can say, Lord consists of vidnyanamaya kosha because he possesses all the knowledge. And then, Manomaya kosha because he possesses all the desire and creativity. pranamaya kosha because he possesses all the power to act. So that is called God, who has the knowledge, who has the creativity, and who has the power to act. Therefore we may say that he also has his three koshas. But understand the difference. The kosha of the sheath, in case of the individual, is binding. In case of God, they are his glories. In case of the individual, he is under the spell of these koshas, under the spell of the ignorance. In case of God, he wields these powers. So Lord wields his powers, and therefore, kosha is only, kosha in the sense of achadagatwad, or kosha in the sense of sheath, does not apply in a primary sense. Sheet applies primarily to the jiva, the individual, does not apply in primary sense to God. Otherwise, if he is also conditioned by this, then he is also limited by this, he is also ignorant, that won't work. He is a totality of all knowledge, he is omniscient. Totality of all the creativity, he is creator. Totality of all the power, therefore he is omnipotent. And therefore, as far as God is concerned, he wields his powers. But from our own standpoint, we may say that he also has this koshas, anandamaya, in the time of pralaya dissolution, and then vijnanamaya, manamaya, and pranamaya, at the time when the totality of all the subtle bodies has arisen. Jagradvasnamayatvat swapnaha. It is also called this swapna, the dream of the Lord. This totality of subtle, why is it dream? Because just as, what is our dream? Our dream is nothing but an expression of the samskaras of the impressions that we have gathered from the waking state. Our dream is a creation of the impressions that we have gathered from the waking state. And similarly also, now that we have the totality of all the subtle bodies, what is it that determines the configuration of these subtle bodies? Which will give rise to what we call the total cosmos, and what is that determines the configuration of the subtle bodies? The previous creation. So, in this creation, when Hiranyagarbha is born, it is said here, Hiranyagarbha, Hiranyagarbha Samavartatagre. So, Hiranyagarbha was first born, and it is said that he was born in accordance with the past cycle of creation. So, this cycle of creation that we have, derives its configuration from the past cycle of creation. Why the cosmos is what it is? What is responsible for giving it this configuration, this arrangement? We would say that the past cycle of creation. For example, just as when we dream, why do we have a particular configuration in the dream? Because the dream is a product of the impressions of the waking. And similarly also, this cosmos that we have, it derives its configuration from the past cosmos. It's not the same, but that forms the basis. And the desires of various living beings, they shape it. And therefore, it is called the dream, inasmuch as, this subtle, the total, the subtle body, is derived from, the impressions of, the past cosmos, gross body. Past Virat, and therefore, Jagrat, Vasname, Vasanam, Atvat, is Swapnaha, for the dream of the Lord, you might say. And therefore indeed, also it is called the layasthanam or the place of merger of sthula sharira or the gross bodies. Because when the involution takes place, the reverse process takes place. In the creation, from the causal to the subtle to the gross. In the involution, the reverse, the gross, to the subtle, to the causal. So subtle bodies say to be the place of merger of the gross bodies or the place of evolution also of the gross bodies. (coughs) Just as in our case also, our whole, our gross body in the whole gross world merges into our dream. So our gross body in the gross world merges into our subtle body in our dream and that in turn merges into our sleep, similar things are also say to me about the cosmic level (coughs) Okay, the same idea applies to the jiva the individual there is said in the passage ninety-three. to 3 etat chaitanyam tejaso bhavati tejo Maya antah karanam so now coming to the vyasti of the individual Etat Vyasthi Upahidam Chaitanyam The consciousness identified with the individual subtle body Taijaso is called Taijaso Same consciousness identified with the aggregate of all the subtle body is called Hiranyagarbha And same consciousness identified with individual subtle body is called Taijaso Taijaso means the illumined one Or the full of light Taijaso Full of tajas or the light Taijaso may antahkana why is he called Taiyasa? So dreamer is called Taiyasa. The sleeper was called Prajna. The dreamer is called Taiyasa. Why is called Taiyasa? Full of light. Because of his identification with the mind. In a dream, all that we have is a mind. That mind alone appears in the form of the whole dream world. So dream world is of the nature of mind, of the thoughts. And they are all effulgent. Therefore, the dreamer is called Taiyasa. Or the person, the one full of light, or the effulgent one. And the same kind of designations apply to the individual dreamer also, as is said in the, page, in the passage 94. Asyabe Iyam Vyashtihe Sthula sharira Apekshaya इति हेतो हो एवं सूक्ष्म शरीरम विज्ञानमय आदि कोषत्रेम अतः Ucchade Asyavi Iyam Vyastihi And again this Vyastihi or this individual subtle body Sthul sharira pekshaya Sukshmatvat See the subtle body is subtler as compared to the gross body It is called Shariram or the subtle body Vijnanamaya the Koshatram We already saw this that Vijnan then the same subtle body also is called Vijnanamaya, Manuvaya, and Pranamaya Kosha. Jagradvasanametva Supnaha. That state in which the consciousness is only identified with the subtle body is called dream. Why is it called dream? Because the dream is derived from the impressions of the waking state. Ataheva sthula sharira layasthanam iti jyokchade. And for that very reason, it is called layasthanam or the place of merger of the subtle body. In, in short, the reasoning is the same at the level of the totality and the level of individuality. Okay. <laughs> Om Puranamada, Puranamidam, Puranath, Puranamudachyade, Puranasya Puranamada, Yapuranameva Vashishyade. Om shanti 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Vadarayanam Sutra Bhasya Vande Bhagavanta Punah Punah Ishvaro Gurur Atme Murti Bheda Vibhagine Vyomavat Vyapta Dehaya Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Shri Gurubhyo Namaha Om